Hi guys and welcome to episode 4 of Oaks Online. I'm Alice. And I'm Hannah. I'm not Hannah. And I'm not Alice. There you go, you've got it sorted. Perfect. <laughs> so, episode 4. It's crazy. It, it's honestly gone by so quick. So, so fast. So fast. Insane. But Insane. yeah, obviously with us filming it, we uh, will uh, be getting to watch it. It's very strange, yeah. yeah. How do you yeah. watch it at home? Um, well, we just get together with my family and we watch it on like an iPad or something. Um, and we just all watch it together. Oh, what about you? Yeah, we're sort of the same. Some mm. of my family all get together. We'll put it on the telly. So yeah, all together. See me on telly. It's quite embarrassing. Mm. But yeah, no. <laughs> but for some of you that don't know how to get on and watch it, don't worry because we've got a video just for you. QBT. <laughs> Here's a quick guide to all our Oaks online programs. We have three programs for regular viewing. Bible Talk is our online spiritual food top-up. How the Bible relates to our modern day lives. For us and for discussion in belonging groups or with friends. Oaks Online is our twice monthly magazine program with news, discussion, worship. In other words, life at the Oaks Community Church. It's ideal for catch-up or if you can't attend our gatherings or to pass on to friends and neighbours. Sunday School is fun and biblical teaching for those with younger families and their friends. It's easy viewing via smartphone, tablet, pads or PC or even listen to a download as a podcast. With easy access to all our programmes via Church Suite, our website or on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe for easy access. So keep in touch. Thank you, John, for that how-to. It was very informative. Um, we've got a lot coming up this autumn. Yeah, that includes celebration meetings, impact Sundays, but don't worry because Emma, Gwen and John are going to tell you all about it now. QBT. Hi everybody. Here's a short update on what's ahead this autumn from October through till December. In October, we have two meetings, our Celebration Meeting and our Impact Sunday. Celebration's on the 3rd and Impact Sunday starts on the 17th. And in between those, we've got our usual Bible talk and Oaks online episodes. In November, our Celebration Meeting will focus on climate change and COP26 and that's on the 7th, whilst on the 21st, it's another Impact Sunday. And as usual, we'll have our online episodes and Bible Talk series. And finally, in December, we'll have our celebration on the 5th, and our usual Bible Talk and Oaks Online episodes as we start our build-up towards Christmas.
I'd just like to talk a bit about next month because we move into October. That means it's going to be colder, doesn't it? Somebody likes it to be a bit warmer. Um, but we have our celebration and impact Sundays. And uh, the impact Sunday is on the 17th. I've got that right, haven't I? Yeah. Um, so that will be our first impact Sunday. So I'd just like to introduce it. I suppose I'm talking to our Drumfield congregation, but I'd love Eckington to listen in anyway to see what we're doing. And um, we're going to have a theme for our Impact Sunday, which is going to be being good stewards of the environment. And the reason why I'd like to introduce it is I'd like you to start thinking about what you would like to be involved in. And we've got three things that you might like to be involved in. And, you know, I hope there's going to be like an anticipation and an expectation of, you know, A, what's going to happen, but how God's going to be there and how God's going to be working. So we're going to have Karen Taylor talking. So she'll be <coughs> speaking that day about the environment, but also it's more for us as Christians, as to, and I'll say impact, the impact that we can make, because you can feel that you're an individual, but we can all be good stewards of our environment. And also, you know, as Christians, how we can bring about an impact. So Karen's going to be talking to us, and then there's going to be teams going out litter picking. Now, it's interesting. So as I talk to people, some people go, yeah, I'm up for that. That's what I want to do. Or you won't find me doing that. So, you know, there's going to be a mix of things. Somebody's smiling at me there. Because <laughs> we have had a conversation, haven't we, Sandy? And, um, you know, it'll, it'll, anyway. So we've got the litter picking. We want you to start thinking about how you might be involved in these things. And going out litter picking, we'll be in small groups, but we'll be engaging, I hope, with our community. I think Emma's talking about high vis at best, so we'll be quite visible. Um, and looking for opportunities to be able to share and maybe to show our community what we're doing. And then we've also got an activity, and um, it's going to be involving plastic bags. So what I'd like to say is, I'm sure you've got plastic bags lurking even now, um, and we will be creating with plastic bags, and I'm going to leave it there. Well, I wasn't there on Sunday, and neither were you. No. So, but quite I'm, ironic that we're giving the notice. Yeah, but because I'm an editor. I get the advanced copies of the videos and I've seen Gwen's video on uh, what's happening on the Impact Sunday that's coming up in October. Um, so we've got a few questions we just thought we'd um, you're gonna ask try me. and explain. Yeah, because okay. you're, you're the core team and you're on Tromfield leadership team. You're, in fact, yeah. I ought to be on my knees bowing to you now. Hey, what are you on about? <laughs> no, no, I suppose it's, it's hard to portray it all in one video as well isn't it yeah. so I think Gwen said it on Sunday but I'll have a go at explaining the so the impact Sunday uh, this time is an environmental Sunday we thought what a better way to kick off on the first one 
but with an impact Sunday on in, on the environment on how to be good stewards because it's something that's really important and there's a lot of people in our church particularly that are quite passionate about this so that was kind of the idea we came up with so just to say if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say impact Sundays um, we've undergone a lot of change in the Oaks over as as so have many churches what with COVID mm. um, and we wanted to kind of shift the focus a bit onto external uh, how to serve our communities well um, so this is happening across both Dromfield and Eckerton, but it'll look quite different at both because obviously they're different congregations, aren't they? So this is all, all about the, this today will only be about the Dromfield one, it's not the Eckerton one, if yeah. that makes sense. <coughs> um, but basically, we want to just make it more accessible for everyone as well because we all learn in different ways, don't we? So traditionally in church, you would come, you would sit down and you would listen to someone at the front and for some people that is a great way of of receiving information but for others not so much we might be more of a hands-on person yeah, we might just want to get stuck in or we might want to still um like i said listen to someone at the front so um dlt came up with the idea to just have three different options on that sunday oh that's a good idea um so we've got the the going out which is going to be a litter pick this time okay it's not necessarily yeah. going to have three set options each time not necessarily going out because the weather might be terrible <laughs> but hopefully it'll be okay if not bring your coat um <laughs> So yeah, a litter pick, um, the craft, which is going to be usually something, if we're doing a craft, will be to hopefully give away. And yeah, like you said, it's going to be repurposing some plastic. So I'm not a crafty person. I quite enjoy crafts, but Gwen is Depends the one. Depends how you find crafty. <laughs> what is this, John? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Um, so Gwen's going to be doing that. So that's going to be good, because yeah. Gwen's good at crafts, isn't she? And the third one, as I said, is a seminary type thing with Karen. She's going to be doing um, that on how to be good stewards, how to be, you know, how to look after the environment, that sort of thing. So I don't know exactly what she's going to be doing no. because we've given so her obviously some free reign with that. Yeah. So that will be good. Yeah. Um, then we'll come back together, have for refreshments, some nice biscuity things. And, and I was thinking there's lots of different ways in which we can serve our community and impact on our community. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember when I was uh, in the Civic Society, there were loads of different things that different groups around Dromfield do, and we could perhaps join with them. Yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of the aim, I suppose, is to help people get a bit of a flavour of what's out there and, yeah. and get a taste of how we can be involved in loving our community. And it's a real eye-opener as well. You find, you find people in Dromfield that you never thought about to be honest people who live on their own who you who, who never see anybody oh yeah um Even and, just and one of the things i was doing was taking meals to them and it's, it's frightening when you see people who know other people that go and see them no family well, or friends a litter pick is something that's great yeah because it's like you can just go out and do it you can do it yourself anytime yeah. i mean ideally it shouldn't really be like an organized thing should it we should just all pick no, it up no, as we no, go no. but um I know that in Dromfield there is a litter pick because yeah, we've, in we've fact, been talking about this, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have. And on Facebook, I know they were saying that they're looking for someone to, to pick take, up. take that over yeah. because it's actually quite organised and they've got lots of families that volunteer yeah, for that. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there who thinks, I'd like to champion that, yeah. just let Emma know and then... Let uh, us know, yeah, and we'll put we'll you in put touch name with the right forward. people um, with the litter pick. I don't know what they're actually called. Dromfield Litterpick, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think but they're I called Dromfield Litterpick. Well. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much good stuff going on in our community and we want to get involved. So yeah. that's basically what 
what we want to do with that. And just to go a bit further, we're talking about things in November that I've, um, I've, I've put a sort of diary together. Um, you have, yes. <laughs> and, um, and in November, we've got something to do with climate change because it's COP26 and there's a special event that's happening with Tear Fund that they're yeah. organising. So mm. we'll be, that'll be one of our celebration meetings when we're having that one. Right. And... A repeat of last year's big night. Big quiz. Quiz night. Yeah, that yeah. was good. So, um, lots, to, lots to do. Yeah, there's lots, lots to, to do. So watch it. out for the little video that we're going to put on this programme and get ready to sign up via Church Suite again, I think. Yeah, probably, yeah. We'll we raised a lot of money for that last we year. We did, yeah. Yeah, it was a good. crazy amount of money. Um, and then it's Christmas. Oh, please stop mentioning Christmas. <laughs> so back to the Impact Sunday, just briefly before we head back to whatever's happening in this episode um just to say it's going to be next month so i think it's the 17th i'm just going to check on my it phone. is I've yeah got it in my the head. 17th of october and um, it will start at half past 10 um, oh yeah right. so that's a good all of our services will start at half 10 in right, from okay. october onwards so it'll be we've had a lot of it feels like we've had a lot of change i don't know if you feel like that because <coughs> like it's just been so like it's a changing we, world we're, we've had some outside and it's like are we staying outside this week or not? But hopefully things will settle down. Yeah. It will become a lot more... And the um, weather's getting colder. ...calmer and back, like what the new... I hate that term, but... <laughs> new normal, what it will be like. So join us October 17th, 10.30am on the Sunday for our impact, first Impact Sunday, which will be all about the environment. Um, let's get involved together. See you then. Thank you for that. I'm really looking forward to that Sunday. So, now for the hot topic, which is, what did Jesus say about forgiveness? Hello and welcome to this episode's hot topic. This week we have David with us. Welcome, David. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> yep, you have done this week's Bible talk, which uh-huh. can be found on our YouTube channel and website, um, and we're carrying on with the "What did Jesus say about?" Mm-hmm. and you've done it on "What did Jesus say about forgiveness?" Yeah, mm. so quite oh, just a small topic, really. Yeah, <laughs> not really, not really. Needs a lot more unpacking, but it's a start. Yeah. It's a good start. How did you find this doing it? <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It didn't go where I thought it would, which is always nice. Probably means that you know you're not just making it up. There's probably something going on there, but. Um, yeah, it was a good, good place to start sort of talking about um, God forgiving us and how we need to understand yeah. that before we go any further and forgiving other people or forgiving ourselves even and stuff. It's a, mm. a big area, but a yeah, good place to start, I think. Yeah, because we spoke a little bit about that in, last, um, in the last episode with mm. Richard. He touched on it a bit, didn't he? Yeah. About, you know, he touched more on the forgiving others mm. as in, in the Lord's Prayer. It says, forgive those who trespass against us. So he spoke a little bit about that, but you wanted to really unpack what it means to be forgiven by God. Yeah. And so, me and Julia have got notes on our notes. We've, we've had a sneaky peek. Sneaky peek. At the Preview. clip. Yeah. Preview, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got notes. So when we're looking at our phones, we're not just bored of what's <laughs> going on. We're actually reading our notes on the, on the topic. But we said, didn't we, like, well, I reflected that prior to... Okay, so my own experience is the more <laughs> I get to know God, the more I realise my 
shortcomings and failings in <laughs> life, <laughs> which I think is normal because you can just live oblivious to your character flaws and ev everything else and the mistakes you make. You can. You can choose to be ignorant to mm. those. Yeah. It's legitimate. Um, but I suppose before I was a Christian, I might have sat here watching this thinking, well, what do I need to be forgiven for? <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm an upstanding citizen. I don't yeah. break the law. Um, I try my hardest not to hurt anybody if I can help it. Yeah. Um, you know, so wh why why should I listen to this <laughs> message? That's what I might be thinking. Yeah. So I think maybe we could try and unpack that. <laughs> Small <laughs> thing. Yeah. Is being good good it? enough? It's kind of that's it's a big one, isn't it? It's, mm. it's yeah. prevalent everywhere at the moment, isn't it? But it's a it's a good question. <laughs> I think the um, I really enjoyed your talk. Thanks. And it's focusing on the Bible story about the prodigal son, which many people will have heard, and it's mm. uh, can be found in Luke 15. Yeah. Um, and I like it because, I mean, it, it just kind of fills my heart with joy anyway, but um, I think many of us can probably relate to different mm. elements of the story. It's quite a simple, mm. simple tale, but yeah. it's a good, yeah. wholesome um, tale. So I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that thing about, well, I've been a good person, what have I need to, what do I need to be feeling about? For me, it's mostly about, you know, God created us to be in relationship with him. He loves yeah. us. He wants us to be in relationship with him. Uh, and a kind of a dialogue. He wants to be part of our lives. But it's that single-minded independence, that turning our back mm. on um, those that love us, um, which certainly I did as a, a young person. Mm. It's that independence, which kind of comes from pride, really. That's mm. the kind of the, mm. the root of it. Yeah. You know, we don't use the word sin anymore, but essentially that is the thing that separates us, um, that we get a, a distance between us and God. And, and similarly with our family or our friends, if we if we go our own way, yeah. we create a, a gap that's quite difficult yeah. to, to cross. So I think we'll hear more about that in the first part of the story. I imagine so, yeah. And should we get on with it? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. And if we want to learn about forgiveness if we want to really understand what forgiveness is all about and know it not just in our heads but in our hearts we we need to look to the life of jesus really we need to look at what he said the people he spent time with the things he did you see jesus was all about forgiveness everything he did while he was on earth was about bringing us back into relationship with god bringing us back into right relationship with him. And he spent time with people that no one would have thought was worthy of his time. He, he spent time with people that weren't worth the salt in the, the land. They, they, they weren't anyone, no one cared about these people. No one cared who they were, but Jesus chose to be with them. And it, it was so backwards that the people, the religious leaders at the time didn't really understand it. They couldn't comprehend what he was doing, why he was doing that, because they thought they knew what God cared about, knew his heart. But Jesus came to give a fresh understanding on it. And you know, whenever he would spend time with these people, the religious leaders would mutter among themselves and, and bicker about it and, and couldn't understand it. They would moan about Jesus and complain about him. So one day he decided to tell a story that would try to help them understand and try to help them understand why forgiveness was so important why he cared about these people so much and it goes something like this he, he tells a story of a father who owned a huge plot of land a big farm and estate uh, and he, he looked after the land he cultivated and he was well known within the community 
and his two sons who he loved worked on the farm with him. Everything he had was going to become theirs one day. He, he loved working with them and the, the older son loved working with him. He, he knew what it was to work hard and serve his dad and knew that he was going to earn the inheritance of this field or at least half of it. Whereas the younger son didn't, didn't quite get it. He, he, was, he had a messy life. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't sure about this hard work thing. He, he'd rather spend his life doing what he wanted. He didn't, he didn't know what he wanted, but he just wanted to go out and enjoy life. And he couldn't understand why he couldn't do that right away, why he had to wait to inherit this wealth and go and do what he wanted. So one day he went to the father of the, he went to the father in the story and he said, I, I, I'm bored of doing this now. I'm bored of working for you. I, I'm fed up of doing this and being around the family. Please just give me what you're going to give me anyway in the inheritance. Give me my share of the land now so I can go and live my life. I am so bored of being here. Now the father was broken hearted, but he, he did what the son asked. He said, here is your share of what I would have given you. Here is your share in the estate. Now the son went off and he, he lived the life that he thought would please him. He went and partied and travelled and did all the things that he thought would fulfil him. But at the same time on his travels, the, the land that he was in hit a famine. A big drought caused the crops to not yield as much fruit as they would do. And as things got harder in the land and the, the famine set in, the, the prices of crops went up and the people were less able to party. And he realised that the wealth that he once had was going down and down and he was becoming poorer and poorer. And so he didn't know what to do and he looked around for a, a new way to raise some money and he found a stranger and he said, I, I need some work. I'm running out of money. Can I, can I come and work for you? So he finds himself working on this stranger's farm in a, in a distant land and he's, he's at the bottom of the barrel. He, he's scraping low, he's hungry, he's starving and he's working on a pig farm, feeding these pigs. And one afternoon he, he reaches the point where he's so hungry, he looks at the food that he's throwing out, the slop that the pigs eat and he says, God, it would be better for me to eat that than to be in this state. It would be better for me to sit with these pigs and eat what they eat than to be in the state that I'm in now. And he sat there in the pig pen in the muck and he thought back over the choices that got him to this place. He pondered what was happening with his father in his estate and he realised that he had so many workers there. He treated those workers so much better than he, the son was experiencing life right now. It would be better for him to be a worker on his father's estate, a servant under him, not a son, than to, be white, to live life the way he was experiencing it then. Excellent heart, first half of the story. So he's done the dirty deed. He's, He's effectively told his dad that he wishes he was dead. Yeah, by, the equivalent of. Yeah, yeah, by demanding his inheritance, which is kind of a hard thing to do, but also in that culture, well, any culture, but particularly that culture, mm. really shameful for the family. Mm. Incredible. For that to have happened, mm, yeah. and so hurtful. Mm. Um, anyway, he's taken his money, he's, he's galloped off to have fun times and party times, and gradually things go pear-shaped because not everything's in his control. Yeah. 
um depending what versions you read as well you, i feel like you're you're mm. embellishing the story to em, to make us feel immersed into it which i think mm. you did really well <laughs> um but it you know this wasn't just like he was squandering his dad's money he yeah. was spending it on things you wasteful probably shouldn't spend money on mm. <laughs> like women and partying and we don't Loads know you could read into it whatever like, like i said different different versions translate that in different ways don't they mm. because yeah. we don't know exactly but it was things that would cause him shame yeah. to come back and be like i've spent all the money on these things it wouldn't yeah. have been like I've, you know i've gone out and i've made more money <laughs> it was a shameful thing that he was spending yeah. the money yeah. doing he just rejected everything everything that he knew and had been brought up all the values mm. and things had been brought yeah. up that he just rejected them all and did <laughs> the opposite yeah. <laughs> which you know many of us have done been yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> let's not judge no <laughs> uh, but yeah really a hard time for his family and hard time for him to get to that point of yeah. the bottom of the barrel because of course he'd run out of food he'd run out of his money he'd run out of friends and he was literally starving yeah. and there's an irony there that you know as a, a, a Jewish boy young man where pigs are just like the worst thing he was reduced to feeding pigs and even thinking that the, the food that pigs were eating mm. he would have to eat too because yeah. he was starving so he really had hit rock bottom yeah. and then I love that idea that he kind of came to his senses it's just <laughs> like actually i'd be better off at home as a servant than i am here mm. um and i, I love that uh, that happened for me as a, a mm. early 20s yeah. when life had gone not not brilliantly <laughs> and um for quite a number of years and it just got gradually worse and worse because i was repeating similar mistakes yeah. and then eventually you get you just get worn out and you're thinking how mm. have i got to this place again and I, I hit rock bottom and I had a knowledge of God because in my primary school years I'd gone to a Catholic school so I was used to mm, yeah. stories about God mm. and about Jesus so I was familiar, had a knowledge but I didn't have a relationship I couldn't mm. understand the relevance but somehow one day I sort of came to my senses and during my lunch hour at work, I, I was in Sheffield, and I popped to the Catholic cathedral. And I just sat there very quietly, and said to God, "I can't, just can't do this. I cannot carry on doing this. And if you're there, I need to know you." Yeah. And I can look back and think, "Well, nothing happened. There was nobody else there. It was mm. just a really <laughs> quiet moment, but it was really heartfelt." Mm. And I kind of came out, went back to work, and sort of carried on my life as best I could. And I think I look back now and it's almost like, well, I know that God heard <laughs> because I can imagine him, and this is my kind of, you know, artistic license, him saying, brilliant, right, guys, let's get things moving and start, <laughs> like, moving the chess pieces because somehow, very quickly, everything changed. I think within something like three months, my entire life had changed. Wow. It's Doors incredible. were opening. Mm. I was getting ideas about things. I was meeting with people, changing my job. Uh, I met my husband now, all in a really, really short period. And it's just like, yeah, at me saying, please, God. Mm. And John, sorry, husband, was a Christian. Uh, yeah. Or not? Yeah, new, was. Very new yeah, Christian. Just, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. just got into it. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't, obviously, I didn't meet him at the time. I, I met him when I went for an interview at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that whole process, I look back and it was a few months, and it's just, it's, it's almost like a chessboard. 
and, and God was just moving pieces. You'd like <laughs> surrendered yeah, yeah. your life to God, yeah. which mm. takes incredible... You've got to come to that point, haven't you? Yeah. You can't yeah. just... You can't. God won't force you to. No, it's so like a humility point again, isn't it? From last time, yeah. <laughs> I can't actually go much lower no. than no. I am now, mm. and I don't know how to change things no. because I just keep mm. repeating the same mistakes. So yeah, so I was at that that mm. point, and yeah, God heard, and and mm. everything everything changed. Mm. Um, and then, so that's similar to my story, but I'll just reflect on a bit of a later time in the story because I feel like I don't need to tell the same. Is, as in my experience but <laughs> did you then like everything was great for a while and you thought wow this is so good like look at all this stuff happening look how great everything. and then you like realize oh i've got a lot to work on <laughs> in my life <laughs> did you get to that point yeah. still yeah yeah I, I did i had a i had a brutal <laughs> a brutal conversation with somebody <laughs> who loves me very much um who questioned <laughs> me one evening about god oh right and um, we were out. We were out for dinner, and uh, he basically said, "You know, where are you with God?" And I knew that John was a Christian, and I'd, I was intrigued by his description of church because it didn't sound anything like a Catholic mm. service no. that I was used to. Mm. Um, but I'd also worked out that it was very, very important to him. Mm. So I kind of had that in the back of my mind. But yeah, I was asked this question about where are you with God, and I said. Well, you know, I'm really, really pleased for what John has. It's not um, for me. Is that what you <laughs> <Yeah>. said? <laughs> it's good enough for him. Good enough for him. But I've got a new job. I've got mm. a new house. Yeah. I'm really happy. And I've got a new sort of guy in my life. So all's well. I, I don't need him. Yeah. How short is our memory? Mm. Like three months. Yeah. It's gone. Because I was just swept up in the so much had changed and everything was good. Yeah. Um, Shall I tell you what he said to me? Shall I? <laughs> I think go for it. Go yeah, be yeah. vulnerable. Okay. We're vulnerable on the same. This is seriously aren't we? vulnerable. So special. He said to me, "Well, I feel really sorry for you," <laughs> <laughs> which is like, oh. and um, I was a little bit taken aback. But I have to say, I'd had a lot worse said to me by different people mm. over that past. So in a sense, it was like, well, what's so bad about that? I suppose it was compassion that you probably weren't expecting <laughs> because people don't just be that real. They would probably just be like, hmm, okay, okay not yeah. get on well, with it. I feel yeah. sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I just about held it all together until we left and then I cried for about two hours. It was just wow, like... It just hit you. It just mm. hit me. Mm. It was just, and it was almost like he knows that even though I've got this really snazzy suit on and I've got a great job and great house, that actually I'm still the same person mm. that I was. He mm. really knows what I'm wow. like. Um, and it took yeah two hours of driving around with the windows open because I was just hysterical. <laughs> and John then sitting and saying, well, when I finally was able to say this is what had happened, John said, well, you know, sometimes God speaks through people. Mm. Mm. And it was funny because it was like, oh, well, that's fine then. And I was able to take that away and think, okay, what was that about? But yeah, that was my that was the start of my <laughs> well, I, <laughs> my I, I, crazy I journey. Think what you just said though has brought me to I've written this down that. Um, when you did the story, mm. you spoke about um, the son wanting to be a servant now. Yeah. So he'd obviously, he's gone away, he's, you know, tried things his own way and it hasn't worked out. And he's thought, well, you know, the servants at home get it better than, mm. than I do. I may as well be a servant. Yeah. And I've written down that, like you said, that, you know, you thought, well, everything's going well in my life, so why do I need God? Mm -hmm. um, 
which I think genuinely a lot of people feel like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, that wasn't my experience. I hit rock bottom and then I did. I just stayed at rock bottom for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, may still be at rock bottom. <laughs> Depends what day you get me on. Um, <laughs> so, no, but I've written that sometimes the view of becoming a Christian sometimes like the view of becoming of the son becoming the servant people can think that you're going to have to give up all the good fun mm. stuff um, in your life like you might have to you know well you can't have that suit or you can't have that or you know you, you described what you thought you had well in your life mm-hmm. um and the, the son was like well I, it's better to just be a servant and that's sometimes the view we have of god that he'll just want us to do 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 this do this do this do mm. this to mm. um to please him and live the right life and mm. you touched on it earlier about being good and yeah y- it sounds like you were trying to be good and do all <laughs> yeah. the right things yeah. And yeah. but it's not the point is it we kind of we can miss the point and I feel like the sun at this point has missed the point we're yeah. at the end of the story because you're going to touch more on it yeah. but yeah. would you say that's a fair fair assessment he didn't even think being a son was on the cards anymore like he'd given off on the hope of being a son again mm. like he thought that ship had long sailed and you know I remember I mean my experience is slightly different to you guys I mean I, I've hit rock bottoms at different points in my life but I always grew up in church sort of thing mm-hmm. so I was very much of the same mindset as the son that you know it's about obeying the rules and doing the right thing and when you mess up you mess up that's kind of that's kind of it like you mm-hmm. you've made your you made your bed lie in it kind of thing yeah um I, I I'd had an idea of forgiveness and that God could do it but for me mm. that's a bit a bit of a stretch for what I've done that's a bit of a stretch, you know, because mm-hmm. I've run quite a far away. I've gone to the pig farm and a bit further and then the next valley and the next <laughs> town. It's <laughs> I'd gone on a long wander. Um, but it, 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 didn't, it wasn't until I experienced forgiveness, mm-hmm. like real forgiveness, going, God, I, I've done these things and I don't know what I can do. Only yeah. you can fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, only, only when I'm really honest about this and say, look, this is actually how I feel about myself. Mm. This is this is really how I when I look in the mirror. This is what I feel. This is mm. what you know I'm, I'm experiencing stuff like that. It was only then that he could go, yeah, but but I can sweep you up, mm. you know. And the, the, we'll hear the story, the rest of the story in a bit. But mm. you know, it, it really is that moment of God picking you up and going, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I knew when you did it. I knew before you did it, and I knew you're probably going to do it again. Mm. But that's okay. Mm. I think it can just be so hard for us gra- us to grasp this. Um, because it can be quite alien mm. to us. We talked about that. I can't remember what episode that was in. It might have been the second or first one um, when we spoke about, you know, can we really change as people? It might have mm. even been the first. I think it was the first one about... Because yeah. there's a saying that, you know, a leopard doesn't change its spots. Mm. And you can live under that. You can live under that burden and that lie and mm-hmm. that, you know, you'll never be better than you are right now or, I don't know, you'll never accomplish what you want mm. to accomplish you know all those things mm. that can weigh you down mm. and actually I think that's why it's so hard for us to grasp this because we're perhaps not as forgiving as we ought to be as as people mm. so for us to grasp that there is a loving forgiving God is quite a stretch mm. sometimes mm. yeah well, I think that I suppose that the things that have always struck me from from that period in my life there were there were two things that they gradually I I reflected on after <laughs> and one of them was that my uh, not thinking that I needed God because everything was going well was kind of naive because mm. actually 
we'll all be like one step away from catastrophe, aren't we? <laughs> in some somewhere or other. Um, I don't know. I, I, even the sort of forgiveness thing, I don't think I, I don't think I recognised that mm. I needed forgiving. Uh, I think that's where the that heartfelt ooh that comment that was made to me confused me so much because it was because it was just like oh yeah actually I'm still the same person inside mm -hmm. and I thought I could hide that with my new house and my new job and, and what have you um, but I I didn't understand the concept of forgiveness at all well it didn't kind of enter my head really and um, later on when we do the hot gospel there's an image that we use about yeah. that it shows that gap between us and God because we have a holy God and he literally can't look upon sin Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, and that's why we need Jesus to, to <laughs> fill that gap. But I didn't understand that. I was the same. I didn't understand what that I'd done anything wrong because really I was a, a nice person. <laughs> yeah, good questions. Um, and so that was one thing. But the other thing was that comment. It played on my mind, and I really, I struggled with it. I was like, mm. I came down to thinking, well, I'm never going to go there again. And that'll yeah. teach them. Yeah. And gradually, I thought, well, who will it teach? Yeah. Who, who's it here? Who's it going to hurt? Yeah. Because I knew that church was really important to John. He'd mm. already made that quite clear. And that yeah. on a Sunday, he was doing church. He wasn't going out with me. And it gradually, gradually dawned on me that actually, if I didn't go back again, then I probably wouldn't carry on seeing John. Yeah. Mm. Because he'd he'd made his priorities. And so then I had to make a choice <laughs> to come. And I think now that was my first experience of putting forgiveness into action. Wow. Because mm. it wasn't something that I was used to. If somebody hurt mm. you, you paid them back. That's just what you did. Mm. Or you um, never spoke to them again. Or you never spoke to them <laughs> again. <laughs> and so the whole thing was, was a new concept to me. But anyway, we'll let you get on with the second part yeah, of the story. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> So he hatched a plan and he, he rehearsed a speech and he set off back to his father's estate. He, he thought of so many different ways that he would try and win his father over and just beg him to be a servant. Not he didn't need to be a son, but just to be a servant, that would be good enough. It would be better than the life he was living now. And as he approached the estate that his father lived in, he stopped at the top of the hill and looked over the land and he, and he kept walking towards it. And in the distance, he saw a man. And he headed towards the estate and the man seemed to get closer and closer until suddenly he realised that this man was running towards him. And as he got closer, he realised it was his father running towards him and his stomach tied with knots and shame filled his body. And all he could do was hang his head and drop to his knees. And as the father ran up and approached him, he looked up from his knees and said, Father, I'm not worthy to be your son. Not after the way I treated you, not after the way I've lived my life. But if you can find it in yourself to let me be a servant, let me live on the land and just work for you, please. And he thought of uh, ways to beg and plead. And he, he was trying to remember the, re the speech he'd rehearsed all the way here. But before he could get another word out of his mouth, the father swept him up from the ground and held him tight in his arms. And he pulled him away and held him by the face and looked him in the eyes and said, Son, 
your home. Your home. And he called to the workers in the field. He said, quick, run to the house. Get the finest robe you can find. Pull out a ringlet is fit for a son. Put shoes on his feet. We're going to celebrate because my son is home. Kill the fattened calf. Get the biggest cow you can find on my land and make it ready for a banquet feast. Invite the whole town to come. All the workers can have the night off. Come and celebrate the fact that my son has come home with me. Now the older brother had been out in the field all day and he saw the commotion and saw that they were getting ready for a banquet feast. And so he asked the workers, he said, what, what's going on? What is my father doing? What's so special we need to celebrate in such a way? And the worker said, have you not heard? Your brother has come home and your father has welcomed him back into the family. Now their older son was so angry that he'd welcomed him back, so angry that he'd worked so hard for so long. And this younger brother was being celebrated for simply coming home. And as the, as the party went on and they celebrated, the father realised that the older son wasn't there. And so he went looking for him and he left the party to find the older son sat outside in the cool night. And he said, son, what are you doing? The banquet feast is on. Your brother's come home. We're celebrating together. Now the older son was furious and he looked at him and he said, what are you doing? Do you not remember what he did to you? How on earth could you forgive him for that? I've spent so long working to the bone for you. And this is the, the way he gets greeted when he comes home. This is what you do for him. You've never even let me have a party with my friends and celebrate with a calf. And yet you kill the biggest calf for him. Why would you do this? And the father said, look, everything I have now is yours. I love you just as much as I love your brother. But he was lost. I never thought he would come back. And now he's come back. And I want to celebrate that. He was lost and now he's found. And the story ends there. We don't, we don't know what the older brother does, whether he comes in to celebrate the party or not, whether he stays out and stays frustrated and refuses to forgive the brother. But what this story does paint is a beautiful picture of the heart of God. How forgiving God is. Jesus was trying to demonstrate through this story the heart of God that is for us, the uncomprehendable backwards nature of God. That he's willing to forgive a multitude of mistakes. No matter how many times we make a mistake, we can go back to him and say, Dad, please, can I come back? Okay, we've heard the end of the story. Yeah. Well done. I thought you did that really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Not an easy story. It's quite an emotional story yeah, as well. It is. Yeah. Um, to tell. But so we know the end. We know it was a good ending. Mm -hmm. um, there's some other stuff I want to unpack later on. But let's unpack the beginning of the second part to begin with. What What struck you as you were listening? Um. I think the idea of um, the father was was looking out for his son. Ooh. the whole time, mm. you know, straining to see him. Mm. Um, and there's, there's a few things, and I know that we're not 
we can't be entirely accurate because we don't know. We can read into what we know of the culture. But I, I've heard one version where he, he saw his son in the distance and he literally gathered up his skirts, it was mm. said, mm. and ran uh, to greet him. And that alone, running, so <laughs> undignified, yeah. Yeah. so it, shameful, it yeah. so yeah. countercultural. Mm -hmm. But he was prepared to be undignified because mm. he loved his son so much and he wanted to run out and greet yeah. him. Yeah, uh, didn't care what he looked like no. to the onlookers at all. No. No. All he cared about was the fact that his son was home. Yeah. And mm. yeah. Mm. Didn't even listen to what his son was trying to say. Didn't <laughs> care about the apology. No, because he makes knew you about that. Well, <laughs> when, I hear, when I read that bit, I don't think I've ever noticed that bit before. I've heard <laughs> a few talks on the prodigal son and everyone you listen to has different takes on it as mm. such and what you can take from it. But the that bit about... Um, you know, the, the father didn't even hear what his son mm. was saying. Mm. I just thought that's really interesting because we often will be like, well, you need to, s you, uh, you might be like, well, you know, you need to pray in a certain way, or which hopefully we've debunked that last episode. But if you still feel that way at all, take heart with this story because the guy was all set. He had his speech ready. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I'm coming to you, father, <laughs> and I'm going to say this, 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 and this. And the father was like, come here. <laughs> 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 like weeping and crying. Yeah. And, well, how did you describe it at, at that point? Just swept him up in his arms and, you know, he was trying to get his words out, but the father was having none of it. Like, yeah. He obviously probably couldn't even hear him through no. his tears. Like, just yeah. so happy to see him. So that's the view that you need to hold on to, the imagery of... Jesus in this that Jesus isn't waiting for you to say a specific word <laughs> or to do a specific thing mm. before you can have him in your life or whatever mm -hmm. you just need to talk to Jesus yeah. it's the yeah. choice isn't it that's the significant part that's what the father yes. was waiting for uh, yeah. at the end of the day if he was looking out for him that long he could have gone and found him if yeah. he was waiting and waiting and waiting he, he could have gone yeah. and found him but as soon as his son had decided to you know I, I've got to go back I've got, I've got to do something about this. Mm. The second he made that choice, nothing else mattered yeah. to the father. He, he was there as soon as he'd made that decision. It mm. was, yeah. you know, yeah. the willingness that was significant. Mm. Well, that was the same as me in the cathedral. I didn't apologise. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know I had to. No. I was just in a mess. I groaned, basically. <laughs> and, you know, God interprets our groan. It's our heart, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's God sees the heart. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I've mm. had plenty of time to apologise since. <laughs> As I've come into the reality of things, but but yeah. that's what it is like that though. It's like, um, like the 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 rose tinted glasses come off, don't they? And you realise, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have got a lot to wear. Like still, you still, I have days. I've had a day today. I've made mistakes, and I've been like, oh, it just feels like I'm <laughs> battling this right now because of you know, you, you, like why does it matter if I make a mistake? I know it doesn't. I know. I know it here but it's here isn't it it's mm. the like you said it's the heart stuff that still gets us <laughs> all the time and i don't know you know even having jesus in our lives and knowing it feeling it it's the feeling it that we want it's isn't hard, it? yeah. and it's yeah, it's yeah. still hard it's still hard yeah. but so worth it no oh. and it's like layers what's the shrek Onions. Onions have Onions. layers. layers. Ogres have layers. <laughs> yeah, not ogres though. I don't even really know where I was going with that. Maybe John could just edit that bit out. It's tangent that wasn't. In the morning, that might be, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, let's move on because I want to touch on the bit later on hmm. with the older brother. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, that's mm. uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, doesn't it make you want to pull yeah. that face? Because who, 
you're going to be like, no, no, nothing to do with that. But who <laughs> identifies with the older brother? Because yeah. I kind of identify with the older brother. Judgey McJudson. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what he's called, Judgey McJudson. That's what we should call him now. <laughs> Judgey McJudson. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's just get straight. Why? Why? You said yeah. Why do you identify? Let's go through this. I'll sit here and ask the question. Well, no, it's easy. It's easy once you've you know, made that decision to think, oh, I've, I'm going to get my life sorted and I'll get it on track and stuff mm. like that. And you kind of forget about the other people <laughs> around you until all of a sudden something goes well for them. And you're like, oh, but I've been trying to do this for yeah, a bit okay, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've been, I've been really trying to do this. And, you know, it's, it, it's easy to not celebrate with other people, put it that way. You mm. know, it's, uh, it, it takes a choice, <laughs> doesn't it? Sometimes it does. That wasn't even genuinely. the way I would go in, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it does. Yeah. I mean, it's something you, you do learn. Eventually you do. And the people you really care about, you do celebrate with and stuff like that. But often in me, there's that little first niggle. When I first hear the good news, I'm like, oh, you know, I've worked really hard. Maybe I deserved that. Oh, or yeah. something like that. You, no, you do. So you have that, that little niggle, jealousy, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, often I can just go, no. I'm really, really yeah. happy. Yeah, doesn't take but root. No, exactly. Yeah, if it takes root, but then sometimes that's when it's there, it, it grows into bitterness or whatever. Yeah. But if it doesn't take root, I don't think it's. I'm hoping it's not <laughs> wrong because I'm saying this to myself as well as David. But having that initial niggle isn't. No. Doesn't make you a bad person because you can just come to God and be like, "Oh, check myself there. I've felt mm. that little niggle." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And be honest about that it. That wasn't actually what I was thinking, but I now think that too. <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, when you become a Christian, and as Christians, it is so important that we do good work. It is, and it's a fruit of our faith because Mm. we want to serve and we want to do good and Mm. love our community and love each other well, and that's really important. Mm. But if you are, and for some people, that's as far as it gets, and it never grows unhealthy or anything, but for someone who battles with perfectionism and... um, (laughs) I guess approval, approval, as in we're seeking it in the wrong place. This guy, the older brother, was clearly seeking approval from the wrong place. He was seeking approval from his dad, where, you know, if he didn't get... He says in the story, I can't remember whether you touched on it or not, but, like, you know, you never gave me a yeah. party. Yeah, you never let me and my friends celebrate. Yeah, is what he says, you know, after all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And you can easily, easily fall into that if that is how you are in in your personality, if that's the way you, especially like, you know, if that's the way you show love is by doing things for people and then people don't do things for you. Mm. you If you don't keep that in check, you can easily become Mm. like legalistic and think, well, you know, I'm here working my... Give me to the bone. Yeah. That's not what I That's what you were going to say. That's what (laughs) 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 And... You know, that person over there, a bit like a Martha and a Mary situation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is another story that um, in, the, in the Bible where basically one lady is working away, cooking the meal, and another is just at Jesus' feet. And, you know, the one working away is like, well, aren't you going to tell this person to help? Like, yeah. that, that is me, you know? Like, I'm, I would probably be that person. Yeah. Mm. And that's hard to come to terms with. Mm. Yeah, it, it always strikes me as really sad because mm. he's so resentful. He's saying I'm yeah. sad. so resentful. <laughs> he won't, yeah, he won't <laughs> join in the party. Yeah, he's just angry, and it and it shows that his relationship with his father is one of his father's more of a master than a dad. Mm. Ooh, 
and it's and yeah. it's about rules mm. and and things not being fair and that's such a shame because his dad wants to lavish love mm. on him as well yes. and, and he's yeah. kind of missed it somehow it's just like yeah. like so we spoke about the younger brother missing the point but the elder brother yeah, yeah. also missed the point also missed the point so and i think you know yeah. we can all be one or other or both of those brothers oh, yeah. at different times yeah, in yeah. our life yeah and it's that it's that outrageous outrageous lavish grace mm. that we see god pour out mm. at times on ourselves and on others and sometimes we think it's not fair mm. because somebody's done something much much worse <laughs> oh, yeah. couldn't mm. possibly you yeah. know be deserving of forgiveness but that's the thing about god he loves mm. us and he just lavishes us mm. with grace and yeah sometimes we have to get our head mm. <laughs> and our heart round yeah <laughs> and and you know there are in a sense it is unfair mm. because yeah. that's kind of the point in a yeah. in a way that mm. it is unfair because we don't deserve it you can't mm. earn this you can't earn the forgiveness so yes it is unfair mm. when i hear that i'm like yeah actually it is because i've heard people say you know well so you believe in jesus now but someone on the deathbed could just believe in him and that's it they're in heaven that's all it takes like you don't have to be a good person or you don't have to do this you don't have to. and it's like well yeah but that's really sad if that happens because they've missed out on a lifetime of mm. joy, joy and yeah. forgiveness Freedom, and wholeness and and freedom as mm. you're saying like you know from things you know mm. so uh, yes okay someone could just do that but would we want them to no we'd want them to do yeah. it earlier on to save a lot of heartache and a lot of yeah. pain you know i've got this pet peeve at the moment which i talk to the youth about and <laughs> and david's gonna know because i bang on about it all the time this you do you boo i hear it all the time like you do you on on social media yeah. and probably made in Chelsea or something, I don't know. It's on, it's on all the reality programmes that all the youth watch. I sound so old, I hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'm glad Alice isn't here and Hannah to mock me. But the point is, you know, this mentality of, mm. well, you just do what's good for you. And as long as you're not hurting anyone, it doesn't matter. But you can't do what's good for you mm. and only only you and not end up hurting someone along the way whether yeah. you mean to or not yeah. you can't yeah. you just can't do it so mm. like we've got to reconcile this somewhere along the line mm. of what do we do about this mm. we can't earn it we can't you know i don't know no no life is life is messy isn't it yeah. and mm. you know in in both cases for the younger and the older son god well the father in the story god meets them where they're at he, yes, you know he's yeah. as soon as they're ready and willing to be around him again to be in the remit that he he comes out and meets them where they are he doesn't expect them to get it all oh, right he doesn't expect that, them because he comes out to, to the yeah, older he comes son. out to the older brother he won't it, doesn't yeah. wait for him to come into the party to complain he he oh, meets him where he's at god doesn't expect us to be perfect and to get it right to then come to him it's um, forgive you where you're at and we'll work with you to get mm. you where you want to be, where, where we should be mm. in relationship with him. He, he, he finds us when we're, when we're ready to actually get on with it a bit. When we go to him in a cathedral at our lunch break and go, <laughs> all right, maybe now I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. maybe in three months. <laughs> yeah, in three, in three months. Three months. The, I mean, the thing that changed for me was the very first time I came here for mm. a service, it was the kind of the pre-Christmas Right. thing where there were the kids doing dramas and dressed up as angels and there was all <laughs> kinds going on there were there were modern songs there were old christmas carols and i've always loved christmas 
But the thing that really got me, well, there were two things. One, I walked into this building, it was full of people, <laughs> all smiling and singing the hearts out, which when I reflected back on any of my kind of, as a child, mm. going to mass, it, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> it was very different. And they were smiling at me, and they seemed to be enjoying life. So I was kind of hit with this wave of sound and emotion. Mm. It was just mm. amazing walking into it. And then I really enjoyed the whole service, and I loved the Christmas carols. But they read um, from Isaiah about the virgin mm. conceiving. And suddenly, I can only say it was a revelation, because in a split second, it was like everything I'd ever learned about God and about Jesus, which <laughs> I could never work out the relevance of it, was suddenly real. Mm. Um, and only God could do that. <laughs> and somebody sort of, sort of shouted, spotted me at the end who knew John and said, how did you find that? And I just said, I feel like I've come home. Wow. <laughs> and so that process of my journey, yeah. mm -hmm. there was no kind of condemnation, yeah. there was no having to be <laughs> ready or perfect or got my life yeah. in order or anything like that, or even an acknowledgement that I'd done anything wrong. I was still met with the grace of God. Yeah. Um, and that was the start of my journey, and that was the start <laughs> of me understanding that there was a bit of a distance that needed yeah. to be rectified, and uh, you know, I needed to acknowledge the stuff mm. that I'd done wrong yeah. and, and yeah. say sorry. So somewhere along the line, that comes. Yeah. But not until you feel loved and accepted. Yes. Yeah, it has to yeah. come first. Yeah. It's the foundation, isn't it? Forgiveness yeah. and love and grace comes right at the beginning. No matter, no matter where you start in the gospel, you can start anywhere. It, that's, mm. yeah. that's all Jesus I mean, came to do. Imagine yeah. if we actually live that out with people as well. <laughs> I mean, we, try, we do try. I'm not we saying any try. of us try to hurt anyone, but what if we actually lived... Imagine if we actually lived that way that, you know, we actually said, you know, before you do anything. I, I imagine I'm not a parent and neither is David, but you are. I imagine that's kind of what it's like when you have a baby, that it's like <laughs> this little baby, they've not done anything yet, but they're so loved, and then they do yeah. things that aren't good when they get older because <laughs> they're children and they're naughty, and you're still like, oh, <laughs> you love them so much yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. I hope, I'm saying this because I hope this is how my parents feel. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that kind of how you would view it, that you know, no matter what your kid does, mm. in a way, you still can go to your parents. Yeah. You, you should might, be able to. Yeah, you might, might not, not like mm. your child's behaviour, um, but you, you don't stop loving them. No. It's mm. like unconditional, yeah. take me back, whatever you, you want, what's best for them yeah. at the time. Yeah. Which is like the, the father in the story. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have wanted what his son was doing, but he, or even the older son, he wouldn't mm. have wanted the older son to feel those feelings because he loved him mm. and tried to communicate that to him, but he didn't receive it mm. very well. Yeah. But one of my favourite bits as well, when you were telling it, was the fact that he had him by the head <laughs> and was mm. looking him in the eye and smiling yeah. at him and saying how much he loved him. And we now know from neuroscience that that, yeah. is, that look of joy yeah. and acceptance from somebody is part of our makeup. It's how we learn Sweet. to yeah. love and, and be accepted and um, yeah, grow in relationships. Mm. It's so important that we get that feedback mm. from somebody. And again, that's like when you have a baby, I imagine. Yeah, you just, smile you just gaze so at them. Yeah. They're just <laughs> so, so amazing. Yeah. Or if you don't have any children like me, dogs. dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's where you were going to go. I, I thought that's what you were going to say, but you oh, went baby. Well, I was doing the, you know, the classic analogy, the but classic. yeah, that is how I feel about <laughs> dogs. <laughs> they just bring so much joy. They, they do. do. It's, yeah. it's lovely. Yeah. But yeah. I suppose my, my final thought was, and it's going to kind of go on when we talk about the hot gospel later, is that um, 
that Jesus came and he was very attractive. People were, were really attracted to him. Mm. And there's a uh, scripture, I think he's talking to Philip at the time, who's saying, oh, can you show us the Father? And he's saying, do you not understand? You've been <laughs> with me all this time. <laughs> if you see me, you see the Father. Mm. Mm. And I just think it's amazing that God, you know, often we have this quite a negative idea of God, particularly if we've had a, a bad father experience or we've just read some of the really dodgy Old Testament mm. stories where God seems so fierce and mm. things. But actually his heart is like that in the prodigal son. Yeah. And, mm. and through Jesus living as man amongst us, that love, that compassion, that grace, he never condemned anybody. You know, mm. he just loved everybody. Mm. Um, that he was, we, we can see what God is like by looking at the life of Jesus, which is why we're doing these talks. Yeah. So, so yeah, brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. No worries. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good to have you here as well. <laughs> yeah. Oops online. So, any more thoughts or was it into the hot gospel? Into the hot gospel. Into the hot go. gospel. <laughs> <laughs> God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16 When we turn our back on God to do things our own way, we're just like the prodigal son. He severed the relationship with his father and walked away, but eventually he came to his senses and made his way back to home to be fully restored with his dad. Our wrongdoings, sometimes known as sin, sever the relationship between us and God, creating a distance. But we can be restored to him. He's looking for us, waiting and hoping for our return. Jesus came to earth to help us see and understand just how much God loves us. And when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he dealt with all the wrong things we have ever done. And he became the bridge for us to return to our Heavenly Dad. If you want to come back to the Father, just say this simple prayer with us. Lord, I'm sorry for all the wrong things I have done. I want to know you as my Heavenly Father and for you to be part of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you made this possible. Come and be with me now. Amen. Thanks a lot, David. That was very impactful. Hopefully, like our Impact Sundays, um, which also ties into the song we're about to hear now, um, called The Blessing, and hopefully it'll impact you today on how to help our community. Thank you. 
Oh no. I heard from someone that it's your last week this week. Don't make me cry. And we've got a special guest here, Rebecca, who's lounging away. Um, because where are you both going? University. University. Um, <laughs> I thought you were oh, saying right, whereabouts yeah. you're going. I'm going to Lincoln. Cool. Um, tell us what you're studying. Becca. Psychology and criminology. And interior architecture design. That's so traumatic. It really is. <laughs> it makes me sound smart. I like you it. Are smart. You are smart. You are. You are. Yeah, so right. um, we're obviously going to miss you both very much. No. So Charlotte, what did we get then? We have a top notch <gasps> feet. High nice. quality plant <laughs> that you can split between okay. your eggs. Oh, oh, that's too much. What should we name it? There you go. Avocado. No, no, Perfect. wait. Actually, you can't actually keep this thing. Uh, it's wait. a prop. <laughs> no, we're taking it away from you. Yeah. No, we actually do what we've done, Charlotte. Uh, we have got you uh, later if we have to record this. We've got you some little black food hampers. Oh, they so spoil us. They know we like food. <laughs> we both do like We've food. actually <laughs> got you two. No, uh, yeah. yeah. No, this is such a surprise. We've got them in Alice and Rebecca's special hug. I mean, you oh. can have my orange. You can have my crackers. I'm like, no, I, I prefer the So, yeah, just want to say, you know, don't forget where we are. I'm going to cry. Oh, so right. no, seriously. <laughs> it's been amazing. You've done a really good job presenting, and we hope you, you come back at Christmas. There, that word is again. And visit us yeah. and be on screen try not to miss me too much guys but we wish you all the best where you're going and let Thank us know you. what it's like maybe we'll do a we'll little do. zoom oh yeah yeah cool so stay tuned for that in the future bye <laughs> <laughs>we go in case john wants any outtakes this week because i don't know if we have any or not probably do but plenty david and i are wearing the same jumper <laughs> <laughs> in case nobody has noticed no mine's and nicer than yours okay. it's got pictures on the back yeah but no one can see your back yeah i know but but we didn't do this on purpose no. it happens quite regularly me charlotte Very and regular. david all own the same yeah. jumper in different colors <laughs> Who's that? i had it first no. I had it first. No. David had it first. I definitely had it first. I had this In one fact, I almost well. bought. No, I didn't buy that one for you. I bought your different I don't jumper. Know. Anyway, not relevant. The point is, <laughs> if outside in, who make these jumpers? Great company. Are watching? Great company. <laughs> anyone want to send us sponsors, free merch? Sponsors. Sponsor us. We'll get Julia in one. <laughs> yeah, we would be like, great. We'd be like little twinnies because yeah. they are no, but they are really good. They are good. They come from nice. yeah, really good, good jumper. Great message. Yeah. Um, yeah, but today's been good.